Welcome to another episode of Friday to Friday. We're actually going to talk about some music this week, and we've got a bit to talk about, starting with Run the Jewels 4, then we're going to go on to the Flatbush Zombies EP, a bunch of singles uh, from Meek Mill, Lil Baby, Spillage Village, Lil Keed, Pop Smoke, Kodak, Annalie Choppa, and then we'll finish with some other rap news. But we're going to kick it off with Run the Jewels 4. Um, this is their fourth album obviously but i hadn't listened to one through three um didn't know much didn't know what to expect killer mike is a guy that i've heard before um from atlanta he was in that kill jill track from a couple years ago i I really liked that one um it was a big boy track with killer mike as the feature really like that lp is a guy that i hadn't heard from at all um he's like an alt rap type guy so i didn't know what to expect from this album Usually when I ask my dad, who's in, like an old school hip hop fan, like, uh, oh, you know, do you hear the new Joey Badass album? He'd be like, oh, no, I don't like that trap rap. And it's like, I mean, <laughs> dad, he's not a trap rapper. But so I was like, D- D- you know, uh, Run the Jewels. He's like, oh, yeah, I love Run the Jewels. And um, apparently one of their songs was like the from Ozark, the season three, the season three finale at the very end, it started playing Ooh La La, which I didn't realize. Um, so that's cool. So I was excited for the album. Um, what were your guys' initial thoughts with uh, Run The Jewels 4? So uh, I kind of went into this not really knowing exactly what to expect because I knew Killer Mike, mm-hmm. who is, you know, just has uh, from Atlanta, you know, a uh, very steep, raspy Southern sound. Um, I haven't really heard of the other guy, LP. That's what his name is, yeah. So from New York. I, yeah, I haven't really heard any of their products, but hearing from Killer Mike, I know at least a little bit of what I would expect. Um, so yeah, going into this with lower expectations, this thing was really awesome. The production all over this album was very unique, um, and it all fit with this whole sound of the album. Um, both artists had uh, really good, really good performances. Mike's being a little bit better, I'd say. He's more refined. Um, but overall, this was a really good project, and uh, it will, probably I would consider one of the best of the year so far. Yeah, so I heard, I've heard of Run the Jewels, the first three. I, I've never listened to them because it's not my type of rap music. But, I mean, I've heard of Killer Mike, haven't heard of LP, just like everybody else. But it, it kind of reminds me of older rap, kind of, not I wouldn't say trap, but kind of, like, almost like that Benny the Butcher vibe, where it's just kind of hard the entire time. That's pretty much what it was the, through the entire album. I mean, I, I like that music once in a while. I had mediocre expectations, but I think, like uh, you, Carter, my expectations were uh, exceeded by the album. Yeah, the first three tracks for me, I loved all three of them. Um, especially Ooh La La, uh, had Greg Nice on the hook. That's a song that I'm going to be listening to for a few weeks. Um, it, it, I, that might be one of my favorite beats of the year. And they've got really solid flows. I love the hook. Uh, Ooh La La out of those I mean I, I liked Out of Sight too but out of the, the first three tracks Ooh La La is one that I'm definitely going to be listening to for a while 
Uh, I'm gonna go the other way on that one. I mean, I, I liked a lot of songs on this project. Ooh La La was just not one of my favorite really? ones. Really? Okay. Yeah, um, I did like the message of it. It's like, you know, about like humanity over greed and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I liked the disc scratching at the end. It was very old school vibe. I liked the rest of this album. But that would, it just it just was a track that really didn't I, I, I didn't love that much. I liked Out of Sight a lot more when we're talking about the first three tracks featuring Two Chains. Um, had such a great 90s vibe to it. Killin' Mike has just a, a crazy flow and really shines on this track. And Two Chains, which I, honestly, maybe I haven't listened to enough rap, but I feel like I've never heard him <laughs> on like a track like this, yeah. just yeah. this old school beat. And like he said, uh, he, re he really was, you know, flowing on this song and just it sounded so good. So um, yeah, a great feature and a really good song to, you know, start off some of this album. Yeah, if we're talking about favorite songs, um, I like Yankee and the Brave. You know, it's a pretty simple beat. It's just kind of like a drum, and then they'll hit the, uh, whatever, the cymbal. I don't even know what that is, uh, once in a while. But it, it's a simple beat with kind of some, like, uh, like I don't even know how to describe it. Kind of like, <sighs> there's the record scratches. There's some, there's some weird stuff in this song, but, I mean, they exchange verses. And I mean, again, like we said, they're kind of just rapping about hard shit pretty much the entire time. And Yankee and the Brave, kind of simple, was probably one of my favorite songs on the album. I like that metaphor too. You always hear guys talking about their hometowns, but I like them using their their corresponding baseball team, yeah. Yankee and the Brave, New York, Atlanta. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I, I liked the first track. The flows were great. It was energetic. I just felt like that beat was a little bit too alt, alternative yeah. Yeah, for me. I don't... Um, I wasn't a huge fan. Out of Sight, though, I also loved that track. That was my second favorite track on the album. Um, I, I love that uh, the first verse when Mike and... I mean, obviously, by now, you guys know that I like when the two rappers go back and yeah. forth in the same verse. So if, if you can pull it off, I really like it. And LP and Mike did that well in the first verse. Um, the second verse from Mike was cool. And, yeah. But I, we can't just ignore the the... Bitch, we cool as penguin pussy on the polar cat peninsula. Like, we can't just ignore <laughs> that line, though. I mean, no, nah, man. <laughs> Danny Brown, yeah, another, vibes another, another, another great penguin. Line, <laughs> penguin you wouldn't think would yeah. find its way into so much rap music. I, I, I didn't think we were gonna find a line. We just talked about it last week, similar to the bitch pussy song, right, like the, a penguin. The best line. pussy line. We haven't. We're not gonna get to it until the Flatbush album. But the literally first <laughs> line of the first song. <laughs> It yeah. was like, I like pussy, like young M.A., yeah. first line. That's, yeah, that's what I've There's some heard. good pussy lines in the Flatbush Zombie <laughs> Um But yeah, I loved Out of Sight, too. Um, I felt like the next few tracks, I personally wasn't a big fan of uh, 4 through 6 with Holy Kalama Fuck, Goonies versus E.T. <laughs> <laughs> walking into the Snow with Gangsta Boo, if I hadn't heard of either. wasn't. I, I personally didn't like any of those three tracks. Um... I like how a lot of these beats go through like these iterations, you know, some of them have switches to them, others mm -hmm. it like builds up and then it goes into something different while keeping the same pattern. Um, I really liked uh, Holy... Glam <laughs> fuck? fuck. I, I did. I don't, I, I don't, he needs ex I need ex explanation. The, I mean, it had, it, had a, it had a good beat switch and I'm really banking on the second half of the song. Me too. Because I thought it was a lot better than the first half. And it's just, uh, the, the vibe it gave me was just a very wild, intense, it kind of reminded me of like, you know, being like lost in the wilderness, you know, just okay. adding this intensity to it. Um, I also thought Goonies versus E.T. was uh, a good track too. Like they're playing off like this old school stuff again, which is, you know, fits their aesthetic, what they're trying to do. 
Um, not the best track. I didn't love the uh, like the deep mix on the hook. I thought it it sounded a little funky, but uh, I did like the the AO AOs kind of like splitting up the song mm -hmm. in there. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> my bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know though. Just was the song I think that's been like the popular one because of Pharrell Williams. I think like if you go to the rap like playlist on Apple Music, I'm pretty sure Just is like the top one for this album. Okay, that one didn't do much for me. I wasn't a huge fan of it. That's surprising. To well, me. I wanted to give my opinion on four through six real quick before we go to seven. Yeah, um, if you mine are like out of order. It's weird. Like when I add them, like when I add the album, it's out of order. For really? Me. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of sus. That Spotify's weird. better. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, yeah. Spot Spotify's I better. Yeah, I don't mind Goonies vs. E.T. I kind of like to switch up you know, the middle of the song. Like you said, like the AOAO thing. Yeah, 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 I got vibes. Like some of those beats remind me of Nerd. Like, you know, the Pharrell mm -hmm. group. That I, makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I felt like th there were similarities between the two. Um, definitely like the second half of Holy Calamifuck better. Um, Walking in the Snow I didn't hate. Um, you know, I, I, the lyricism in that one was better. Talking about social issues and stuff like that. Um, and Killer Mike has a great flow on that album. Killer Mike on this track was, was really awesome, good. He was really good. Like standout. On yeah, definitely. I agree. Uh, and Gangsta Boo, I, I mean, it wasn't me. bad, but I def okay. <laughs> definitely liked Killer. Killer Mike was hard on that track for sure. Um, so you don't like track number seven, um, just with Pharrell and Zach De La Roca. I like it. Mm. The Pharrell, I, I love Pharrell, so I like. The, I mean, I like the Pharrell, Pharrell hook. I I loved. Like I like Pharrell on Neon Guts. Okay, it was like I don't mind Pharrell there. I wasn't a huge fan of Pharrell. I mean, it's kind of hit or miss with Pharrell for me. I liked but. Pharrell a lot on Aries too. You remember that track with yeah. like Big Sean and yeah. uh, Quavo and yeah. Bryce Forever. I loved it. Yeah, I like Pharrell in like if 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 it's not a Pharrell track, like I like Pharrell features. Um, and Zach De La Roca, the he's a singer for Rage Against the Machine. I know you guys aren't like super into rock, um, but like I did not expect him to be a good good feature in a rap song. I actually yeah. like. I mean that all rock. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, like with that all rock that you were talking yeah. about. I mean, I I think it was a good fit, definitely. I think on this track specifically, I thought uh, LP. This this is a track where he really shined mm -hmm. on it. He sounded so good. And when I usually find you know Mike the better rapper, this was a song where he definitely stood out. Also, just on this on most of this album, I, I'm not a big fan of the hooks on this thing. I thought none of them really were really you know catching my ear or making yeah. me getting excited. And you know even though I don't think it matters that much, it's it's something that where I wish they would work on a little bit better. It's funny you say that because I felt the same way on track eight, Never Look Back. I love the track except for the hook. The hook was so just, repetitive. Yeah, and it's, it's just, just repeating the same words exactly. over and over and, There's nothing really there. But I, I liked the beat. Sounded like it was like from a, a spooky beat. Like, yeah, I, I thought it was like a spy oh, movie yeah. or a video game or something. Like, like it was a cool, I thought it was a cool beat. Um, I liked the third verse where Killer Mike said the last word of each yeah. LP bar. That was cool. Um, Something different. I, I like that track, except for the hook. Like just like you said, I felt like some of the hooks I was wanting a little bit more. Mm -hmm. that, um, no doubt, no doubt. Because I mean, a a good you know a good song to for it to stick in your head and stay there. It really needs to have the hook to bring it home. 
and it's like all these songs have great verses but i want something where i can like listen to over and over again and that hook is so necessary right? yeah i feel like the hooks are the part that people repeat the most like, uh -huh. in pretty much any song yeah. unless you like really know the rapper and really like the rapper and you can have like the shittiest of verses yeah ever, but if you have good hooks yeah. that song would stay over like the greatest rap and a yeah. terrible hook Agreed. nine through eleven the last three tracks what stood out to you guys here uh personally for me the last track um a few words for the firing squad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a sick man. Just, just because it, this one's this one's a production masterpiece. I mean, mm -hmm. like it goes through. It starts with the rapping, and then it goes to this this great, you know, uh, like jazz jazz beat, um, and then it finishes off with uh, wrapping up, you know, kind of that idea of the album, bringing it back to where it began, the Yankee and the Brave thing, um, with that sound, uh, like just. It's almost like a radio mm -hmm. uh, announcement thing or whatever. But, um, yeah, this song just has a lot to it. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great way to end the album. And I just loved how the beat just continues to grow. And then, like, once it starts again, it grows again. So there's just a lot, you know, that's bringing energy to the track. So that was that was the one that stood out for me. Did you know that's Ferg at the end? Saying no. Yankee and the Brave? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was looking through the – yeah, I was reading the lyrics – and it was like ASAP Ferg is the one repeating Brave over and over again at the end. I wouldn't. It sounds nothing like it. I know. I know. I was, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I was shocked. Um, I loved like the cello to break that up and the in the sax. I thought I was the nice. Horns, the horns. Yeah. First beat. But I felt like, and the lyrics are great. I just felt like the first three minutes of the song, like to me, the beat didn't become anything. I feel like the beat, I, I was well, missing something. Yeah, it was like, it was, like, it was kind of building up, there. but it yeah, didn't really build to anything and then it started over. Right, so like, I, I personally find myself, like, I wouldn't go back to that song because I didn't like the beat at the beginning, and it's such a long track too, but I, there were a lot of parts of that song that I really liked. Yeah, I want to go back and listen to the lyrics more of uh, A Few Words for the Firing Squad, because Killer Mike's super active in the black community, um, like, he's a big part of Black Lives Matter, um, mm -hmm. I don't, I, I haven't really focused on the lyrics i'd like to see like what he said because I'm, I'm the song like the name of the song kind of gives yeah. that away um but i do i really like the song i like the jazz breakup and the kind of the middle end part of it mm -hmm. like i came kind of getting a coffee bean travis scott kind of vibe <laughs> but um yeah that, that out of the last three definitely a few words of the firing squad the lyrics throughout the album um they're very meaningful and yeah. they hate on capitalism yeah. over and over again um, especially in just Killer Mike I forget what like he's a part of like or he started something I've seen it a few times like on Twitter it's like this either like this group or party I, I gotta look it up because okay. you look it up I'll talk for a little bit yeah the just talking about um, look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar talking about like you know all the like the rich white elitists taking away your hard-earned money and also a double meaning because there are literally slave masters on the like the dollar bill mm -hmm. but um it pulling the pin you know they're talking about how they hate capitalism so much like it, even in, in the last track like they absolutely just cannot stand capitalism and there are a lot of like they talk a lot about um the black lives matter movement not like that specifically but they're talking about social injustices um yeah i, I really liked a lot of the lyricism in this in this project um and a lot of people when they listen to an album they don't really focus on that they're just there for the beat they're there for the flow they're not really listening to what they say killer mike and lp throughout this album 
listen a few more times and there's some strong strong lyricism in, in this album i believe killer mike is a socialist too like he, he's like in favor of like socialist like groups so. i almost felt like at this time at certain points listening to this album like it felt like socialist propaganda i'm not gonna lie um like i mean but, you know, everyone has their opinions yeah, but it's um it's what they're going for you yeah know? i mean hey at least at least they've got a consistent theme exactly throughout the album. you know at least I'll, they're, I'll, they're driven with it i'll give know? them that yeah they care um yeah i think with this album too you know as great as like the production is I think this album is something that's more, the lyrics are more important, like what's being said is more important than the track itself, mm -hmm. just because, you know, Killer Mike, as we've seen, has just been an important part, you know, of Black Lives Matter and just being a part of the uh, community. So, you know what it is? It was that um, Netflix documentary that came out called Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Oh. It, it wasn't like a group, but it was just, I, I, I remember reading through the descriptions of the episodes and I was like, like what the fuck? Like, is this, so like that second episode, Killer Mike tries to overhaul the education system by teaching vocational skills with a titillating technique. Like, it was kind of like weird stuff like that. that, that sounds I was like, like, that sounds like a parody. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is this dude <laughs> doing? Um, we briefly skipped over tracks 9 and 10. Uh, I just want to touch on a few things. Uh, track 9, uh, LP says, fillet a donut hole, wife don't get to the crib quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how lonely you gotta be to stick your tongue <laughs> through a donut hole, man? Like, fillet? What is this? Fillet a donut fillet. hole? Fillet. Oh, fillet. Okay. <laughs> like, fellatio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like that. I mean, oh, hey. Wow. <laughs> whatever works for you, I yeah, guess. I mean, I mean hey, whatever, if you really, whatever you gotta do. Um, and then I liked Mavis Staples, I wanted to mention in, in track 10. Yeah, that was, uh, a, that was a great singer, like, yeah. That was the best hook on I the agree. album for me, you know? Yeah, Maybe I like they should that outsource one. some more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Overall, um, to wrap things up with this with this project, Run the Jewels 4, my favorite track was Ooh La La. I'm going to be listening to that one for a while. Love that beat. I also really liked Out of Sight and Just, which I feel like are the top three most popular. That's like a common opinion, but those are my three favorite tracks. Um, my least favorite track might be... I don't really have one. Like maybe if I had to pick one, maybe Goonies versus E.T., Maybe I don't. I don't really have a least favorite track. My overall score is a seven point two. Um, so if you're keeping track, now we've we've rated eight albums. That's my fifth favorite behind Code of the Friend and Ahead of Future. So uh, with this album, uh, my favorite song definitely uh, Out of Sight. I just I loved uh, both of the verses uh, in this in this track, um, and then the great Two Chains feature. Just love the vibe that it creates. Um, my least favorite track would have to be Ooh La La. Just once again, not the hook. <laughs> that hurts. It, it, just, it, just, it just didn't do it for me. You okay. Know? Um, you know, but have you message, seen Ozark? I uh, I haven't finished what it. A great show. Okay. Maybe if I see it, you it's know, a it's with, a season with, three with finale. With a visual, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I you gotta get there. <laughs> I watched a music video for this video. And it was fine. Okay. But it's just like it just I, I don't know. Just Got it you. didn't do it for me. Uh, overall, with this album, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, eight point six out of ten. Nice. So it's, it's it's my it's it's so far out of all the albums we reviewed, it's definitely gonna be my favorite album for just what cool. it what it provides, you know, and just oh yeah, it's it's a, it's a just the production really stands out for me on this thing. Yeah, sweet. I gotta go back and look at my ratings. 
Yeah, because I'm keeping track. Yeah, I got for everybody or for you. Oh, for me. My favorite track is probably Yankee and the Brave. Um, I just like the simple kind of drum beat, and I think the exchanging verses between LP and Killer Mike uh, gave me that. Gave me probably edged that song over some others for my favorite. And my least favorite is probably Just. I know, I know it's, kind of, it's got a lot of love. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. Okay. I thought Zach De La Rocha did a good job on it coming from the rock side. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the Killer Mike verse, uh, his verses in the hook. And again, I wasn't a huge fan of the Pharrell part either. I, I love the Pharrell part. But that's just me. Again, for, like I said, Pharrell's hit or miss. It was also a yeah. hype track, so it's like you went in with more expectations. Yeah. That's yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the Flatbush Zombies EP. Let's go. You like it? Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> Personally, um... Yeah, I've listened to Flatbush Zombies a, a, a bit. They're not a favorite group of mine, but um, you know, I, I listened to their two albums. I still go back to them once in a while. Uh, I don't like them as whole projects. I like some songs off of it. Bounce uh, is probably my favorite. Um, but I, I really like Beast Coast when they uh, teamed up with Underachievers and Pro Era, you know, Joey Badass's group. Um, I liked that album. And I feel like Flatbush Zombies are hit or miss. They have a lot of potential in some tracks. Um, so I had low expectations for the EP. I just wanted something with energy because I know all three of those guys can bring energy. What did you guys think? So, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard Flatbush Zombies a little bit in the past, uh, this group. But um, with, with this, I really liked, you know, I think they did a really good job for, you know, how short it is being an EP. You know, I think they put a lot of, uh, a lot of good... A lot, of, a lot of good songs into this thing. Um, they give me such like a Earth Gang vibe, okay. just with some of you know the animation of some characters, and you know, mm -hmm. um, and it, it's nice how as a group they're all able to you know contribute in their own unique ways because uh, they sound they each have their own different sounds. Yeah, three some, really distinct sounds. Yeah, some being right. softer and then others being harder. I don't know the names of the guys, but uh, yeah, I'll, Zombie I'll, I'll Juice. Do my best here. Yeah, Zombie Juice is the one who's the most animated in in this. Uh, EP, he has like that in a couple songs. He does that whispery kind of voice. Yeah, yeah. Eric, the architect, sounds the most normal. He, yeah, normal. he's a normal sounding one. He does all the production too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Nietzsche Darko's a super deep. Yeah, yeah, he's got the yeah, deep yeah, raspy yeah, voice. Down, yeah. yeah. So this is like the first time I've really listened to Flatbush Zombies because I mean they're part of like that Joey badass, uh, like you said, Beast Coast, Danny Brown, like kind of like I don't want to say like second tier of rap music, but kind of just like. I, I guess lesser known almost like and it's not the type of rap that I like, listen to not that I don't like it but honestly like, the first song kind of just had me hooked right from the start like especially the Eric the Architect part but you know this is a really good it wasn't a full album it was like a what was it an L six songs it, 20 minutes yeah. it, you know pretty much every song I liked I don't think there's okay. I don't think there was one I didn't well let's start with the first track herb Catchy hook from Zombie Juice. I oh, liked it. The crazy. beat, the beat was good. Um, as you said, you know, the, it starts off with uh, "I love pussy like Young Ma." <laughs> I was very like the very first line in the entire EP. I was like, oh, all right, so <laughs> this is how it's gonna be. Then we had another <laughs> pussy line later. It was pussy, <laughs> pussy so good I had to throw it in a freezer. <laughs> 
Like <laughs> oh, save it for later. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I really liked the hook, and I thought all yeah. three of them had good verses. I like the first track. Yeah, this hook, this hook was awesome. This, yeah. this, this is a great way to start, man. This is basically just like what a weed, a weed anthem. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's just they all, you know, they all had good verses. This, I just the hook, man. The hook. Is, <laughs> after an album that didn't really have the best, you know, hooks, you get one right off the bat, and you're mm. like, damn. Yeah, Herb was probably my favorite song on the album. The hook was really good. I like how I like how Eric, the architect, went in the middle because it kind of broke up like just the distinct voices. Like, kind of gave a good vibe in the middle. Um, Jesus Christ, the Michi Darko part. Like, it was so. You know, when I listened to it the first time, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, this is so hard. Like, it's just this raspy ass voice just coming hard the entire time. This was a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Legend was the second track, and I'm telling you. I don't hear often from Flatbush Zombies or from Zombie Juice, but I really like that whispery hook from Zombie Juice in this track. Um, he, he's got a lot of versatility with his voice, and he, sometimes I feel like he can get too animated, and I feel like I lose some of the energy. I don't, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like he goes over the top with it, um, but I, I really like the, the whispery hook from Zombie Juice in this track. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't love the how this track started. Like, I wasn't really feeling it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, after, after you know, getting through, you know, this first part and moving in, just the, in the entirety of the song, it really started to pick up for me. And, you know, I just, overall, you know, this, is, this was a solid song. You know, they each, you know, showcase what they had to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, yeah. yeah it's decent pretty, track. Yeah, yeah, decent. Yeah, I'd say decent track. I don't, I, I wasn't huge fan of the Michi Durko part to begin with. But like you said, the whisper kind of verse or the whisper hook yeah. was super cool. Okay. Yeah, Michi's once again the dark, the the, the deeper guy. Yeah, the yeah. raspy one. I think I, I I'm not the biggest fan of him. Just be I I just don't love the raspy voice compared to you know some of the other like soother soothing you know voice guys. Um, but I think on some of these tracks, I think it's good to have him. Mm-hmm. And then on other ones, I, th- I think it's kind of too much. Zombie Juice kind of gives me like a jib vibe too, almost. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. It's tough with, with Michi because he's got one sound. Yeah. He has no versatility. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you can't put him on every single track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, the third track was all Michi Dargo. It was, he had the hook and all the verses. And I didn't love it, personally. Um it, from the beginning to the end, I didn't really like it that much. I felt like the verses were okay. I, I really didn't like the hook. Yeah, I, I th- there's if too much of this guy. I I, I can't mm-hmm. do it just because it's it's the same thing. It's 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 loud and in your face, and it's just so aggressive that I'm not I'm not really. You can't do it for three minutes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like. My <laughs> <favorite>. <laughs> um. One of my favorite parts was definitely like that, and was like sometimes I want to run like a million miles. I, I don't yeah. know. I just yeah. that that was a, yeah the that whole, was the hook. Yeah. I like you like that. Yeah, okay. I kind of like. It was, was kind of so, like he, he did have the raspy voice, but it felt kind of like softer almost. Like I, okay, I thought it sounded really cool. And right. in this song, I do have to. I do like how like there was this one part where it was like kind of like two voices talking to each other yeah. like you know it's yeah. like you talking to like a demon or something and he's talking about like running away from his problems so it kind of gives that message which i i like that but the lyricism was cool in this in this track for sure number four dirty elevator music 
it's one of the most popular out of the six. I think Herb was the most popular. Dirty Elevator Music has been the second most popular, I believe. I guess I'm just a mainstream bitch. Like, <laughs> like, like the most popular songs. <laughs> Why, you like this one? No, you said Herb. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, this one's got that old school Brooklyn beat. And, um, this is more signature Flatbush Zombies. Uh, if I know you guys haven't listened to them a ton, but this is like... This is their, if I had to pick a song that is like the archetype of Flatbush Zombies music, it would probably be something like this. Um, do you guys like this track? Yeah, I like the, I like the old school underground yeah. kind of mm-hmm. sound. It's like a nostalgic sound with like the, I like the piano sprinkled in to the beat. Um, I like the animated vocals, you know, that's kind of like my, that, that seems to be my favorite part with this group, you know, whenever, whenever there's that animation. Um, and just, you know, great rapping throughout this track, and this one had a lot of life to it. I don't know why, anytime Michi Darko, like, starts rapping, like, I just can't stop her. Like, it's weird, dude, because it's like not him. like, I don't know, it's not like something that I think I'd like, but it just sounds so good. But they kind of do, near, like, in the middle, they do, like, they just exchange lines, kind of, like, with uh, Eric the Architect and Zombie Juice kind of go... Uh, exchanging lines. This is a really good song. Yeah, yeah I like this song. Uh, I felt like the Michi verse was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked Eric the Architect on the hook. I felt like the, the hook was pretty cool. The outro with the trick and decaphobia, talking mm-hmm. about being the 13th yeah. floor, the L, yeah. that was kind of weird. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I, don't I, I felt like... Not, I, I not needed, really? Yeah. yeah. How, about, how about the here's the melody, eat your shit, human centipede? <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah. You know, after, after seeing, I watched the video for I Am Legend. Okay. And it's just a lot of like these, I guess, like disturbing images being like shown on the <laughs> video. So these lyrics, I'm not surprised by now. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I, I get, I get the vibe. I get. Okay. It. Interesting. So, I'll, I'll have to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. It's weird, man. There's like, uh, there's like a some type of animal being like eaten by like uh, bugs. Oh. It's like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Well, strange. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Give me an idea of what they are. <laughs> I really liked track five too. Uh, Blessings. The beat was super relaxing. The, I felt like the hook was relaxing from from Eric. You had Zombie Juice on the verse first verse, and he had that whispery voice that was really clean. I felt like the the mood was consistent, and I'm glad they left Michi Darko out because like the vibe was consistent throughout. Yeah. It was super relaxing and calm. And I felt like you throw Michi in that and just gonna destroy the, the yeah, vibe he, that it gives He's not a soft rapper. Yeah, he, right. he would not have fit at all on no. this track. This track, you know, brings something different to the table compared to the other tracks. It's just so soft and so smoothing. Uh, smooth. Smoothing. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> new word. Soothing, smooth, soothing, smooth. Right. You know, combine cool. them. And it's super, uh, it's super smooth. But, uh, yeah, I thought this had, you know, just a, a great vibe to it. Not, It wasn't the best hook, but I, I thought... I thought this song also had a great beat transition at the end of the song, mm-hmm. and overall, I just I, I loved I loved the vocals. Yeah, so I actually really like the hook, like the life is too short too like he kind of like space is like he kind of takes a like a pause for a second before he says the too wicked part. I really like that. I, I think I like the Eric the Architect verse a little bit better than the Zombie Juice one. Um, yeah, this was a nice calm, soothing song. Thank God Michi Darko wasn't on it; would completely ruined the vibe of it. Uh, that, again, another great song. And we finish with track six, When I'm Gone. What do you guys think of track six to finish off this EP? I thought, uh, you know, I was filled with the, uh, it had some more emotion to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the great, great vocals from uh, uh, Sophie Faith. 
on the on the hook. She kind of reminded me a little bit of Alicia Keys. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Just just really I, I like having her on this album. Mm-hmm. Um because we really haven't had a female voice. And I think also, you know, when when it's a woman on the hook, it brings such like a another once again like a soothing sound to it. Um but uh, once again, not down with the raspy dude. No. Yeah, I, I but, thought he uh, had the best verse. Oh, you know what? I don't know why, but this is the one song where I didn't. Oh, know. I, 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 this I is the one song where I was like, yes. Oh, he did I well, thought he had alter- a decent flow, but I just still not. Down oh, with it, we're man. alternating what we like. I thought he had by far the best verse yeah. on this track, which is weird. But yeah, I do like the Alicia Keys analogy, though. Okay, so I thought that was cool. I like also how her vocals were kind of chopped into the beat, where it was like. Like and yeah. it just kept going and did it again. Um, felt like the lyricism was very passionate, a lot yeah. of emotion in this one. The beat was right. Overall, for for it being six tracks, twenty minutes, I thought it was really solid. Mm-hmm. And totally the fact that it's twenty minutes, like I've already listened to it maybe ten times because yeah. you cycled through it so quickly. Um, but I, I really like this EP from Flatbush Zombies. Yeah, I think honestly, like five out of the six tracks. Like, there are definitely things, there are definitely songs I would go back and listen to, especially, you know, uh, Herb and uh, Blessings. But, uh, yeah, for it being six songs and having so many hits, uh, for me, at least, um, it was a, just a really good project. Yeah, Flatbush Zombies is definitely a group that I'm going to have to listen to more often. Um, maybe some, I haven't listened to, like, Beast Coast or, like, anything kind of like that, so I think i got to start getting into that a little bit more. It was a great album, I think, from top to bottom. Or not album, sorry, like, LP. I think that if I was to lead a song off, probably Quicksand, maybe out of all yeah, of them. Yeah, yep, that's the one I was... Uh, Herb was my favorite. And I guess I'll start with the scores for the album. I'm not scoring it because it's an EP, but you can score <sighs> it if you want. See, like, <laughs> I'm personally not scoring it because I don't think it's fair to put EPs up against albums. But if you want to score it and put it in your own personal ranking... All right, if we're, if we're not, then, then I won't. Do a, do a 5 out of 10 EP ranking. A five we'll out of five or uh, uh, zero out of five, you know, cut it in half. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I give it like a probably like a four one or a four two. Yeah, I I, I would give it. I, I would just give it a flat four. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not ranking it, but I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll good. Good. <laughs> um, yeah. With Beast Coast, it was tough because their single off that was Left Hand, and I loved that track. And they went on. Um, Jimmy Fallon, all of them, they're like, ten, it's like 10 guys, and yeah. they all performed it together, and it was sick. It's so like I, Brockhampton I, getting on those stage. <laughs> so I was really excited for the album, and the album didn't do much for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but Flatbush Zombies, they haven't dropped an album since 2018. They probably spent a lot of time on that Beast Coast album in 2019, so we'll see if they end up dropping. Mm-hmm. I hope they do. Um, but I don't know. We'll see, uh, we'll see what they end up doing here to continue 2020, but... I like the EP. So we're going to move on to some of the singles that were dropped in the last couple weeks. And unless you haven't turned on your phone, your computer, your TV, you haven't walked outside. um, I'm not a part of society. Yeah, yeah, there are obvious. um, Racial injustice is at the forefront of our society right now. And it's taking a big part in the rap game as well. Meek Mill started it off, at least with the mainstream rappers dropping Other Side of America. Lil Baby followed up with the bigger picture and a music video to follow it or to um, join it. Um, What did you guys think about these two singles? Um, You know, with their lyrics, with the beats, 
the overall setting of, of mm -hmm. the songs. What do you guys take away from, from these two singles? So personally for me, I thought I thought Little Baby did a better job. Of, you know, because like his track, he was it's like every line. Did you see the music video for the song too? Yeah, you know, yeah, really where cool. they were like, you know, wearing all the, the, the Black hey, Lives Matter shirts. Yeah, you know, it showed uh, yeah. some of the protests yeah. from that at least. Um, yeah, he. It's like every line he had so much to say on it, and it was yeah. it was more emotional too because Meeks was. It still felt like. A meek like a, hype track. Yeah, I was, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like I, I was expecting, you know, um, like I know he had like the the yeah. Trump like. Yeah, not that he wasn't not that beginning. he wasn't addressing it with his lyrics, but he just has like a hype vibe with like how he sounds. Uh, yeah, because I just I just the way it felt when it like he started the track starting mm -hmm. with this like sample cut of like Trump. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was gonna be there was gonna be a little bit more to say. Yeah. But it was he still brought it energy, but I felt like it, it talked about hardships and like more it felt like more just like another one of his like come up songs yeah. even though i know he was still you know saying yeah. important things it just felt a little less uh less topical than little baby who was just you know it felt like he wrote a book and then decided to make it rhyme yeah <laughs> I, I think little baby's song was a little bit better i think i think meek mill part was his song was catchy just because of that trump part in the beginning um, not that it, again, not that it wasn't addressing uh, certain issues because Meek Mill's had his fair share of issues with the police. Um, I mean, the the little baby line where he goes, "It's bigger than black and white. It's a problem with the whole way of life." Like uh, he again, he's also had trouble with the law. But I mean, it, little baby, probably my rapper of the year so far. <laughs> I, I think he just addressed it perfectly in the song. His lyrics were wholesome. He was getting, he was trying to get to the root of the. It, I, Little Baby's song, I thought, was not a lot better. I don't want to say a lot better because they were both addressing mm -hmm. an important issue, but I think it was more... Um, it had more to say. Like, yeah. He, I, he just... Yeah. He put it all Meek out was, there. Because was, again, was doing, like, kind of the hype thing. Yeah. And I thought, like, with the Little Baby, like, I could understand it. Like, he wasn't trying to, go like, get too crazy with it. He was just kind of basically speaking, and I appreciated mm -hmm. that, I think, a little bit yeah. more than Meek Mill's song. Yeah, Meek Mill was definitely pointing out the injustices... And he did that very well. Mm -hmm. Lil Baby pointed out the injustices and was suggesting what to do. Yeah. You know, he, he was offering change. He was saying, you know, telling his followers to go vote. Um, and, and like you said, I, I, I was looking for the best lyric to kind of give an example of just how strong the lyrics were in this song. But every single lyric, mm -hmm. you yeah. can... You, you can pull out any two bars and you're going to get an idea of what this song is. Um, yeah, like, like the police lyrics. brutality, Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter, yeah. you know, like empowering the black youth. It's like he rounded every single base. Yeah, it was perfect. Three verses. Like he, he talked about COVID, like all, all the talk, as you said. And I, and I did like the Donald Trump intro with Meek Mill. Um, but... Lil Baby still had his cool intro with the newscasters. Like I, I just felt like that that sam that that cut at the beginning. I felt like it was supposed to mean a little bit more than it actually ended up being sure. meant on the track. Um, but yeah, the the little of course Meek Mill did very well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lil Baby went above and beyond. Agreed. Yeah. And in was suggesting change. The music video that was corresponding with. The track was great. Mm -hmm. You know, he used to in his song. He's talking about being on the front lines with with his community members, and then you can see it in the music video that he's actually doing it. I I thought the bigger picture with the music video and the song, 
so far in the first half of 2020, I think it's it's one of the most memorable mm-hmm. moments. Little baby's killing it. Yeah, I think this, you know, just added. Not that it it, it like I don't it think matters. The purpose of the it was purpose not... of it isn't, but somehow it's still like this dude like on his resume this year. Yeah. It's just like it mm-hmm. keeps another track where it's just like not only did he you know rap rap the just as hard as possible, yeah. but said like the perfect thing at the perfect time. Nipsey Hussle was also supposed to be on the Meek Mill track. I don't know if really? you guys saw that. So I don't know. This track might have been recorded a while ago, um, maybe in the Kaepernick era, like that that mm-hmm. era, or it could have been in, in 2017, 2018 when he had his issues with the law. Yeah. Um, but rest in peace, uh, Nip uh, would have been cool on the track. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, it would have it would have made it different. Yeah, because I yeah that makes me think about you know, I just just being able, able to bring back. Mm-hmm. It just shows how the topic is still relevant today. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, two great singles. We're gonna move on to Spillage Village, End of Days is what the single is called. I, I was super hyped for it. Um, they didn't really announce early in the week what they were gonna be dropping. I was hoping they're just gonna drop the entire album. Instead, they just dropped the single End of Days, which it's fine. At least I got music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start us off. I love the song, but I'm also <laughs> very biased. <laughs> very biased. I, I'm a big fan of. Jid and Earth Gang, and I really like Mariba too. She's one of my favorite female rap artists. I didn't like her part. Really? really? I loved it. I, I, loved I thought what she was saying, like her lyrics were definitely like important and whole. I just I wasn't a huge fan of her. The the lyrics and the beat they all match like a, in a, an apocalyptic vibe, yeah. and I love the hook with Dot Jid and Mariba all singing. I thought the verse from Dot was great. Jid's verse was great. Mariba's verse was great. I really liked the line from Dot. He says, I end the week, like Domingo and Sabado, which is Sunday and Saturday in Spanish. Um, really like that. Um, I'm personally not the biggest fan of Jordan Bryant and Hollywood JB. And I felt like Johnny Venus's verse was kind of eh. And I was really hoping Black would be on the track since he's one of the core members. He wasn't. Um, but overall, I, I really like this track and I'm, I'm pumped for the album. Yeah, I thought I thought the best performances on this track were the ones from the established names, um, Jid, you know, both members of Earth Gang. Johnny Venus, I personally I thought that that was a really cool, very like very unique okay. outro. It's just you know, he always has that that just he's able to sing in mm-hmm. these just like very expressive ways. And I just thought, you know, it was just such a spacey way to end the track. Mm-hmm. But uh outside of these, you know, the established names, uh Mariba uh, great just mm-hmm. just such such a great verse so smooth her vocals just sound clean as hell I, i'm excited to hear her on more tracks in the future um and then uh the other two guys uh hollywood jb and uh jordan bryant jordan bryant they were they were okay you know i think they're just getting their start you know they need time just but you know being on this track they they didn't make it worse yeah, I think I Jid was probably my favorite person of all of them. Okay. And I think that could be expected since he's probably the best rapper out of all of them. I think what Mariba, I think Mariba's lyrics were great. I just didn't like, I don't know. I just didn't really, uh, I didn't really fuck with her. Voice. I don't know. It was just something about. I, I, wasn't I like Mariba, and and I've heard a few tracks with her. She had yeah. Sandstorm with Jid as a feature, which I really liked. She's been like she's one of the core members of. Spillage Village, so she had from Bears Like This too, which is one of my favorite albums. Uh, Fryin, she was on. Yeah. Um, Love Child, like I, I, 
I, I like her, so, yeah. but I mean, I know, especially with some of the female voices, um, people have their opinions. You know, and the chorus, too, like, I don't, I'm kind of indifferent on it. Like, I thought, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Okay. I'm, I'm still not a huge fan of it. I feel like it's too slow, but I mean, the entire song kind of has that slower vibe mm-hmm. almost. Which is um, why I'm a little upset that Black wasn't on it, because I felt like he would have fit been it cool, well. Yeah. But... It was a, I think it would have been a cool beat for Black, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the outro a lot. Yeah. I thought it was super cool. It took, like, a 30-second pause before he started. I thought that sounded really cool. It was kind you of know, like a guitar, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like a guitar, like, strumming once in a while. Um, it, overall, I thought it was a cool song. Um, I think I have to give it a few more listens to really get a final opinion. Fair. Uh, next single, we've got Lil Keat and Gunna. They dropped Fox 5. Jason, since you're the the biggest Gunna fan, <laughs> what do you think of Fox 5? I actually like, you know, I, I like Lil Keat and Gunna. I don't, I don't know if they've been on a song together. I'm trying to think. I don't think they have. Um, I like the Gunna part a lot. You know, he a lot of vocal arrangements with his part. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the Lil Keat part. Lil Keat, again, is like a hit or miss artist, almost like Pharrell for me. Um, you know, it was a weird song, kind of, like... I didn't even know it dropped until you mentioned it. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't like the beat really. Like, it was just some some dude in the background doing like the whoa. Like I didn't. I wasn't really into that. And you know, I like the gun apart. I don't think there's a gun apart of any song that I haven't liked. Um, but overall, the song I think was a little underwhelming. Yeah, I, I the way I define this track is underwhelming to be honest because the beat. I wish it was harder. It was yeah, just... little Keith is good on a hard beat. It was just, it was a little softer. I was, like, expecting more, like, yeah. bang yeah, you know, into it, and it just wasn't there for me. Gunna, you know, he has a formula where, you know, his sound, it's good. It's good. You know, I, I can't complain. It'll be <laughs> on there, and he'll sound fine. Uh, you can definitely hear the Young Thug invoice and uh, the Young Thug influence in Keed. Oh yeah, huge. It, it was like huge. it was like exactly like him in parts, and that kind of made me feel like it, it was uncomfortable. A, yeah, I was it, like, okay, the whole Keith's evolution because he even got he did the deeper voice too, which I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. It sounded like older Young Thug, like twenty sixteen Young Thug. Yeah, there was more. I think there was more auto tune with the Gunna part too. Now that I'm like listening to it. Mm-hmm. It, it was more auto tune than I've usually heard in the Gunna song because Gunna has a little, actually. Gunna doesn't have a lot of auto tune. It was more. It was more than I than he usually yeah. does. So it kind of was. Why the song was underwhelming? Because I like Gunna's kind of natural voice. And just the the key part just made me feel weird. Because I'm like, this yeah. should be you're, not young 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 thug. Thug. <laughs> you're not young thug. <laughs> I also th- that was the first thing I that was my biggest takeaway. I th- it's in the hook, Lil Keith sounded like Young exactly Thug. Exactly like him, man. What he, the, I grab a carbine, little boy. That's what that's when he gets real high. Mm-hmm. And I thought it sounded exactly like Young Thug, but yeah. I also didn't. The beat didn't give me enough, so the track itself I wasn't a huge fan of. But. Yeah, yeah, like I don't need to listen to this again. Mm-hmm. I would listen to it again. But <laughs> Pop Smoke and Rowdy Rebel single called "Make It Rain." Pop Smoke's posthumous album is set to drop July third. What do you guys mm-hmm. think of "Make It Rain"? You can go. Well, first off, you know, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Um, definitely has such a, a defining sound of 2019-2020. One sound. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's like the defining sound of the, the beginning of the spring semester, and that was it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this this is exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> like, there there's not much difference here. Yeah. I've heard this song ten times, and, you know, that's not to take away from what he's done, because I think he does the best out of anybody on this sound. 
like you know immediately it's a pop smoke sound just by the way the beat is uh i'm gonna i'm gonna miss this guy's music but just this 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 track didn't really do much for me and the rowdy rebel feature which was delivered Super from, sick. from jail <laughs> I, uh, I mean i wish i could have heard it a little better but well, it's in okay. jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's still fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Um, he has one sound, and, like, I mean, sometimes I think it produces bigger hits than others. I wasn't a huge fan of the Pop Smoke part. Um, I thought it was catchy. Like, it's just catchy. Like, he's... I make it rain, like, whenever, like, what, whoever, like, whatever, but... Um, like, wouldn't you rather just put on Dior? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I actually, I didn't know who Rowdy Rebel was. Like, I when it had like that jail, like the jail, like the pre, this is a prepaid call or whatever. I thought it was just gonna. A lot of songs like have something like that, and then it's just somebody rapping. I guess this is a dude uh, that was close to Bobby Shmurda, who's in jail, kind of with him. I, I thought, I thought he sounded pretty cool. I, I actually liked the Rowdy Rebel part. Without knowing who Rowdy Rebel was, I, I kind of expected Debbie Ryan, the Radio Rebel, to hop on this track. There you go. <laughs> That would have been kind of cool, Pop Smoke and Debbie Ryan. Next single is the Kodak Black, Mike Smith and Wiz the Wizard single called Vulture's Cry 2. I'm not going to spend much time on it. Uh, okay, I, I think I'm the only one that likes parts of this, okay? Yep. Kodak, <laughs> god damn it, man. This is the worst hook I've ever heard. Talk about a career downfall. <laughs> this, this, is like a, this is like a parody of a song trying to be inspirational. <laughs> it's like, he's a warrior. He'll spend on anything. It was it, it, Dude, it, it had no, no rhythm to it. There, yeah. was, there was nothing there. So, Kodak, very disappointing for his own song. And I don't want to hear the first one either. But, dude... Wiz the kid, Wiz the wizard, Wiz the wizard. Skip. Wiz the wizard, man. Coming into that second verse, where he does like murder, murder, kill, kill. Amazing. I right. thought that thing was hard as. If you shit. have ox anywhere and you play this bro, song, you should be. Killed. Bro, if I can cut out the Kodak parts, I also like this Mike Schmidt, Smith dude. Dude, you don't even know their names, bro. They were both hard when they came in. It was crazy. Oh I was like, what the fuck is going on? I thought this was going to be terrible. And it wasn't. Skip. Skip. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Next single, briefly, NLE Choppa drops Shot of Flow 5. You should have stopped at 3. What do you need more Shot of Flows for? Like, I felt like the single was okay, but, like, yeah. can you come up with the Shot of Flow 5? I don't, five now? I'm, I've lost track of the Shot of Flows, so when I, when I, like, looked up Shot of Flow, so, so many came up, I was like, all right, which one's the new one? Yeah, um, I mean, I've lost track and I've stopped caring. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think Chop is a TikTok rapper. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. No, nothing good about this song. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's, it's same thing as we've heard. Yeah. We get it. We know. New music's over. Pusha T had a kid yeah. and it was it's not announced name. by Drake. So that was cool. Wasn't, no, the, wasn't the middle name like a Drake kind of reference almost? Was it? It was like I didn't Drake see it. or something. I, I saw something like that. I don't know if it's like... Or not. I don't even know what the relation would be, but uh, speaking of Drake, ten years ago yesterday, Drake dropped "Thank Me Later." Yeah. You want to see old? Jesus. Ten years ago, I saw That's half our life. I saw, <laughs> I saw some stat that I was expected to sell like two hundred or three hundred k first week and ended up selling like four thirty seven or something. So Jesus. that was the start of Drake right there. That's my. I have so many vivid memories of playing NBA 2K11 with Over <laughs> in the back. Over, man. Yeah. That had some good songs. 
Miss I, Me I liked. Miss Me. Up All Night. Dude, I even liked, I even liked the songs that weren't as popular, like uh, Shut It Shut It Down. Shut It Down was one of them. Uh, whatever the one with T.I., that was... It just made me feel old. Happy 49th birthday to Tupac, by the way. Yeah, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Um, new music coming next week. We've got a Sway Lee single. We've got a Trippy Red single. You see Trippy Red's album? Uh, so it's going to be titled Pegasus. I believe 25 songs. Oh, boy. <laughs> Quarter of a century, baby. That's going to suck. <laughs> 25 no, songs. You know, academics said he listened to it already. Okay. And academics said it was really, really good. All right. Well, maybe maybe 10 of the 25 songs were really I'm a Trippy Red fan. I'm going to like all of them. All right. Um, <clears throat> a Boogie's dropping the deluxe version of Artist 2.0. Mm. Low expectations for that because the album itself sucked. You didn't like it? Not no. great. Mm. Not I, I think his first, the first artist I thought was the best one. Yeah, I agree. Um... Smoke Perp is dropping an album. I don't really like for Smoke legit, Perp. Right? For legit, yeah. There's definitely going to be a little pump on there. No it, there's, no, there's nothing else dropping, so I'm afraid we might have to review it. I think we should, because I, uh, no, I think we like, should. Blue Pill, Travis Scott, if you've ever listened to yeah. that, I thought Smoke Perp was okay. Smoke Perp got, there was a song on Trippie Red's last album. It was, it was the, it was like called All For Me. I don't know, it was something. But Smoke Perp got a lot of hate. Like, he did like a high voice with a ton of autotune. I actually liked it. Not many people did. Um, I think we should review it. Cause, okay. Uh, I, I think we should. So, you know, even if it's bad, we get to laugh. At it, so that's fun. <laughs> I'm waiting to give my lowest score yet. So, <laughs> The two things I'm most excited for, the deluxe version of the Pierre Bourne album from 2019. Yeah, he released a snippet today on Twitter. Of, uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that. And T Grizzly is dropping a project. Yeah, so it's listed as project. I don't know if it's going to be an EP, a, a couple tracks, a, an actual album. I'm excited for T Grizzly. T Grizzly is super hard. I, I I like T Grizzly, so I mean I'm not the biggest fan, but I wouldn't call myself a fan. I'm just saying like some of the T Grizzly songs. Yeah, you know? he has yeah. some songs. He has some um, songs. So that's all for music that's going to be dropping next week. Um, something that I did want to do that we might just have to push to next week, depending on how much music there is. Complex dropped their top fifty albums of 2020 so far. Ugh. It's albums as a whole, not just rap. Um, but there are some, some some surprising orders in that that we'll have to talk about next week. Um, Sneak peek, give me one. What? I haven't seen it yet. What's the surprising one? There are many. Give me one. Do you want to know we'll what number it. one is? Yeah, we'll tease it. Yeah, give me... No, no, don't, don't... What's one that surprised you? Um, you won't believe who's at number six. <laughs> <laughs> I, they kind of... They... they Don Toliver's all the way down at 35. Oh, okay. And they also put the Denzel uh, Kenny Beats album at twenty seven. I felt like both of those could have been higher. Yeah. As long as they don't have the Rich the Kid album on there, we're good. Yeah, no, okay. they don't. They don't. <laughs> and the 50, A Boogie's yeah. not on there. That won't fit in five thousand. <laughs> Gambino was number fifty. We're blowing it. <laughs> We've already blown it half of them. So we'll do that next week. Uh, if you've got a guess for number one, what would it be? This is all out, like, any any genre? It's all, but I'll tell you, number one is rap. Oh. Is it like, alright, one, is it like a, like, kind of, uh... I'm not gonna give you any hints. No hints? But I'll, my guess was gonna be, without knowing anything, my guess would have been The weekend. Ooh. I'm not saying where The weekend is or who's number one, but my guess would have been The weekend with After Hours. Tune in next week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I wanna think I don't know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd have to look at a list. I want to say, like, 
I almost want to say Freddie Gibbs, but I don't know. Okay. That's Freddie a Gibbs good guess. guess. That's a really good guess, actually. I want to know now, so say <laughs> No. <laughs> now we gotta, we got to leave the, uh, the listeners hooked. <laughs> no, well, I'm hooked. I want to know. <laughs> Do you have I'm a guess? Hooked. I don't got a guess. All right. Well, well like I guess we'll stop there. I think you have a really good guess, though. <laughs> uh, do you want to know if you're right or wrong? We can't. No, we can't uh, look at next week. Yeah, sure. Next whatever. Week, next week. All right. You're wrong, but Alfredo's still top five. Makes sense. Oh, so you're close. Sense. Right. That makes sense. You're close. All right. Cool. We'll review that next week along with probably Smoke Perp and Pierre Bourne. So uh, tune in next week for the next episode of Friday to Friday. Thank you for listening. See you later.